Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast. For more information about Grace Harvest Church or to find out more about something you hear during the podcast, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you through this week's message. Hey church family, Pastor Doug here and I'm going to continue the series that we've been doing this week. Uh, for the last several weeks, and that is Pursuit 2020. And today's message is Pursue Love in Times of Crisis. So I want to talk to you about what it means to pursue love in times of crisis. And you know, I have basically three main points that I want to bring out today. And those three main points are simply this. We've been created to shine in times of crisis. Secondly, We've been created to demonstrate faith, not fear, in times of crisis. And thirdly, we've been created to demonstrate selfless love in times of crisis. So let's get right into it. Let's get to that first point. We've been created to shine in times of crisis. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16 says this, Jesus speaking in his famous Sermon on the Mount, one of the greatest sermons ever, and he says this, he says, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Now he was talking to Israel, he was talking to Jerusalem, he was talking to Jews who lived in that time who were the people of God. But as we see later in the New Testament, he was also talking to us because we would be included in the covenant people of God. So he's talking to his people, he's talking to Israel, he's talking to his church, and he's saying, you're, a, you're the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And then he says this, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You know, we have to let our light shine by our good works. Now we know in the New Testament that good works don't save us. We know that the gospel of Jesus Christ shows us that good works can never save us. Nevertheless, the saved will have good works. And we've been created in the time that we live to shine in a dark time. You know, the second thing that we see here in the New Testament and a way that that is illustrated and demonstrated is in the early church in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, we hear the story of this church in Antioch. And it says this, Now in these days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to the city of Antioch. And one of them named Agabus stood up And foretold by the Spirit, he got a prophetic word that there would be a great famine all over the world. This took place in the days of Claudius, the emperor. So the disciples determined, every one of them, according to his ability, to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. You see, here's a story where we see in the early church a worldwide crisis. There was a famine, and it affected the entire Roman Empire. And during the time of that famine, during that time in the Roman Empire, God spoke 
even before it happened to a prophet. And this prophet told the church, listen, a famine's coming. And this famine is going to really affect the world. And the disciples got together and they said, what should we do about it? And instead of trying to pray it away or prophesy against it or pray it didn't happen, the scripture says the Lord showed them to, they were moved to, um, to help, to send relief. They determined to get resources together and send relief to the Christians, to the followers of Christ that were in Judea. And so we see right off the bat that the early church always shone, shined their light. They were a city set upon a hill. They shined the light of the gospel in times of crisis. And that takes me to my second point. We've been created to demonstrate faith, not fear, in times of crisis. You know, the scripture teaches us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this in the New King James Version. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The fear or anxiety that you may be experiencing, that people around you may be experiencing, that our whole nation seems to be experiencing, that fear is not from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That phrase sound mind could also be translated self-control or good judgment. God hasn't called us to freak out and, and make decisions that put other people at harm right now. He's called us to take a stand right now and to demonstrate faith, not fear. And when I talk about demonstrating faith, I mean trusting God. Trusting that God's not surprised by this. This COVID-19 thing is, is no big deal to God. I'm not saying we shouldn't take it seriously. I'm saying that God will guide us and lead us and give us wisdom and show us what to do, but he doesn't want us to live in fear and anxiety. You know, the other thing we need to think of in all of this is that God still heals. God still heals our bodies in various ways. God, who made us so fearfully and wonderfully, King David says, that God still heals our bodies. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, God has given us immune systems to fight disease and heal us. And God has given us modern medicine and medical professionals to fight disease and heal us. I mean, think about the time that we live. Think about what a blessing it is to live in a time, literally, when we can go to a hospital and, and get treatment where we have machines that can help us breathe and care for us. And so we do live in a time when God has given us incredible gifts in medical science and the medical profession. And He heals us that way. Thirdly, you know, God has given us spiritual gifts of healing and miracles to fight disease and to heal us. He's given us all these gifts. Let's not be panicked. Let's not be filled with dread or fear. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10 tells us this. To another, God gave faith by the same Spirit. To another, God gave gifts of healing by the one Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. So in this time, as we're trusting God and having faith, let us remember that God still heals and does miracles. And He'll do it in our time as well. Let's believe for it. Let's ask for it. Let's continue to pray for the sick and believe that God will heal them and restore them. You know, the other thing in not being a people of fear, but of faith, 
is that God has given us many promises within the scriptures that we can pray and stand on. And I want to ask you to do something right now. If you're sitting in your car watching on your phone, don't be driving. Or if you're sitting at home on your sofa watching on a computer laptop or you know, your, your other device or your television, however you're doing this, if you're with a group of people or alone, can I ask you to do something? Will you just close your eyes right where you are right now? Close your eyes and I'm going to read some of the promises of the scripture to you. And I want you to let the scripture wash over you and fill you with confidence, fill you with faith. You know, God wants to wash our minds of all of the fear and the anxiety and all the other things we're hearing out there in society today. He wants to wash our minds with his word. So just close your eyes right now and listen while I read the scripture. Psalm 91 verses 1 through 6 says this, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Psalm 4, verse 8. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Isaiah 41.10 says this, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. John 14.1 Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. That was Jesus. Philippians 4.6 and 7 do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So we've seen so far that we've been created, right? We've been created to have faith, not fear. We've been created by God to shine. And the other thing is, is we've been created to demonstrate selfless love. By the way, you can open your eyes and look up right now and continue to watch. And the third point is that we've been created to demonstrate selfless love. Now listen again to the scripture as I read it. 1 John 3, 16 through 18. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods 
and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. You know, the foundation from which we do everything is that Jesus loved us and laid down his life for us. The reason that we will lay down our lives for others and serve people and love people is because Jesus did it for us and he now lives inside of us. And during times of crisis, during times like what we're going through in our nation right now and even in our own community, this is a time where if you're not careful, you'll really get into self-preservation. You'll think only about you and your own family. But this is now the time for people like us, the church, of Jesus Christ to rise up and be willing to serve and love and do what we need to do in order to keep people safe and healthy. And so think about that. Jesus is our model. He indwells us. He doesn't want us to live selfishly. He wants us to live for the sake of the benefit of the other. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says this, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Acts chapter 2 verses 44 and 45 says this, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Think about that. That's how the early church lived out how Jesus modeled life to them. So, just some thoughts out of this. This is not the time to hoard or shrink back in selfish fear. Try not to be part of the hysteria of our time. Try not to get caught up in the crazy shopping sprees that clear the shelves. I know we need to take care of our families, but let's not let the historic, excuse me, hysteria of our time captivate us. This is a time to be wise. It's a time to practice good hygiene, yes, and to limit contact with at-risk people. It's a time to show people we love them. We love them by not just going out and getting everything for ourselves, and we also love them by keeping our hands clean, by keeping some distance, and by being sure that we're not exposing ourselves, especially to people who are at risk of COVID-19. It's loving for us to mitigate the risk, and to mitigate means to make it as small as possible, that we may pose to others by making sure to limit their exposure to COVID-19. This is also the time to share and serve our church family and those outside the church. Listen, let's love people in deed and truth. This is our time to shine. With this in mind, here are a few things we're encouraging you to do to join us in in the weeks ahead as a church. And I, I really want you to think about this. Listen, did you go out by any chance and stock up on a bunch of toilet paper and cleaning supplies and hand sanitizers and diapers or sanitary supplies and other non-food pantry items? Did you go do that? Have you stored up all that stuff and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I got my stuff. Can I encourage you to try something different? Can I encourage you to... Maybe consider tithing some of that for the sake of other people. 
Maybe give a tenth or a quarter of what you went out and bought and bring it down here to the church. This is what we want to do. We want to store up some of those non-pantry food items because we have already heard reports of people in our church and in our community that now need them. So what if we all kind of pitched in and then we'll, uh, we as a staff and other people who are willing to volunteer can go out and make those deliveries to those houses that need it most. We'll wash our hands real good, make sure we keep our distance. But we want to be sure that people that are at risk, young families who need diapers and couldn't get to the store in time and now everything's gone, young families who need toilet paper. How about shut-ins, elderly people who were not able to get those things? We want to be sure we're caring for them. So let's love them and get that to them. And that takes me to something I just said. Maybe you could help us by volunteering to help our staff. Um, if the need ends up being really large and we can't get to all the homes, uh, maybe you could help us take supplies to those who are shut in in their houses and need some, you know, need some supplies. The other thing I want to encourage you to do is to continue to give financially to churches and to charities. You know, churches like ours and charities often do more than any other entity to care for those in need during difficult times. Many people will be out of work. Others will be dealing with childcare issues. Some small business owners will really be suffering at this time. Our staff will be in touch with people and we'll continue to assess needs along the way. But I just want to say, please don't assume that we're aware of every need. Help us to help people by informing us and by giving financially. And here are some ways that you can help us minister to people at this time through your giving. First and foremost, maybe you would consider giving to our Benevolence Fund. If you go over to the PushPay app or you go online to PushPay or go to our church website and click Give, you'll see a category and it says Benevolence. If you give to our Benevolence Fund, then people who come to us from Serve Moses Lake and come directly into our church or people that we're aware of in our church can be helped directly through our Benevolence Fund. So that might be something that you would consider doing to help others during this time, help carry the load. Secondly, you might consider giving to trustworthy local charities that use the money wisely. And I'm thinking local ministries like Youth Dynamics and Crossroads Pregnancy Resource Center and Serve Moses Lake. They'll have a lot of demand at this time. When, when crisis happen, people go to places of crisis, right? And those ministries are going to be finding out about needs as we are. Maybe you would consider um, giving them a special offering at this time. And remember, Serve Moses Lake has operating needs and we help them, but then they send those people to us so we care for them out of our benevolence fund. Lastly, I just want to encourage you to remember to give your normal tithes and offerings. Our church and our staff is making a difference in Moses Lake and beyond. Um, help us to continue to minister to the people of our community and beyond. Help us to maintain our day-to-day -day operations. We still have to turn our lights on and keep the building heated. We still have to pay staff salaries and make sure that all of our staff are cared for and their families are cared for. And so I just want to encourage you to make a transition during this time. Maybe you're one who normally gives by cash or check. Maybe you could make a transition to online giving through our PushPay app at the Android App Store or at the Apple App Store, or you could go to our website at graceharvestchurch.org, www.graceharvestchurch.org, and you can give that way. 
If you're not comfortable with any of those, remember you can still mail in your tithes and offerings to the church or drop it off at our office. We'll be open here at our church office. I just want to give you opportunities to minister and to help in this need because there's going to be a lot of people. So as I've shared with you, we've been created right now during this time, we've been created to shine in a time of crisis. We've been created to demonstrate faith, not fear, and we've been created to demonstrate the selfless love that Jesus demonstrated. Jesus did all of these things when he lived for us and died for us on the cross. His love was too powerful to kill, so he rose from the dead. Jesus loves us and will carry us through this time. You can be sure of that. He will be with those who suffer, and there is some suffering going on. And he will be with those who help the ones who suffer. Let's be his hands and feet. And I just want to say to you, if you're watching this and you're with a family member or a friend or somebody else told you about this particular video cast on Facebook and you don't yet know Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, he died on a cross for you. He rose from the dead for you. He loves you. He created all things and he became a man. And when he died on that Roman cross, he paid for our sin. He took all of our sins upon himself. But because he was sinless, because he was perfect and pure, because he was the spotless lamb of God, he rose again from the dead. Death couldn't keep him down. And he is alive right now. And he wants to come into your life and transform you. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is when he changes a person, he changes them from the inside out. And he wants to come to you and change you. So I just want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus Christ today, make this the day that you turn to him. You turn away from your sinful ways. You turn away from your own way of doing life that's caused you problems. And you turn to Jesus Christ and let him be savior and master over all in your life. He will fill you with his own spirit and give you the ability to live the way you were always created to live. Let me just encourage you to do that. And church out there, I just want to ask you right now, pray with me and let's close this time. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word with your people. And I pray now your blessing upon everyone that has watched this video cast as awkward as it is for me to do it in front of a camera. I just pray that your heart got through and what you want to um, speak got through. Lord, I pray that you would open our ears to hear what you're saying to us and show each of us out there what you would have us to do with what we've heard today. Lord, I pray your blessing now on everybody that's listening that is saying today, maybe this is the day that I turn to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I pray you would draw them, woo them, and bring them to you. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord, by the way, we trust you with this COVID-19 thing, and we ask you to take care of your people and to use your church across this land and across the world, and ultimately that you would be glorified in this time of suffering. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed to receive Christ or you want to begin a journey with him, but you don't have a Bible and you don't know anything about the Christian faith, contact Grace Harvest Church on Facebook Messenger or on our website. Contact us. Let us know your need and we'll be sure that you get a Bible and that you have the opportunity to serve the Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. God bless you. Go with God. He goes with you.